Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to episode 28 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. And you can tell by the music that Garrett is back. Hey, everybody. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> so, I'm not going to lie. I listened last week and I fell asleep. So, I can only imagine what the listeners thought. The beach air will do that to you. We put up record, we put up record numbers last week. We went like 45 minutes of amazingness yeah well I, I got 15 minutes of it but i won't lie it was solid it was a solid 15 minutes all right so hopefully we continue with some solid stuff this week i know garrett's excited to talk about atlanta united start to the season uh, we're also going to get into each of our major uh, sports teams here in atlanta as we have basically professional sports kicking off this week all right, so we've got the the Braves traveling up to New York with Soroka facing off against Degrom to start the season. So I'm excited to see to see what happens there to see the see the Braves actually play games that matter. I know they're playing right now, Garrett. Do you have any updates on uh, on how they're doing? How's Freddie looking as he's coming back from the the uh, the COVID? Freddie's over two with two double ground into double plays, so that's mm. not great. Bolte looked strong for an inning or two and then gave up three straight solo home runs. So he's in the Marlins. That yeah, sounds very Fulte like start at least. At least he made yeah. it to the first. I don't think he started crying yet, so maybe he's improved on his attitude. Top of the <laughs> fifth, bases loaded, one out. So Fulte continues his his lack of uh of pitching ability and he's just a thrower still. Shocker. So, am I right, Garrett? Is Freeman is he batting like third in every inning? Every half inning, he hits third. Is that is that legit? That's what I heard today. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> what? what? Uh, there somebody, were some talks that he. There were some talks about he might lead off a couple extra innings to get some at bats, but to be fair, I, I haven't noticed that yet. Yeah, he it's, he did it's come a game up that doesn't matter. So. Yeah, one of his double plays was, had the base. Our favorite Marlins pitcher, Urena, started the game and came high and tight to Hang on, what, start off. What was that name again? Urena. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Ozuno's out there in the outfield. Ozuno? You, you really man. struggle with these Spanish names. How did you do in high school in Spanish class? I, flying colors, man. Aced it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, Jeremy, so what are you looking forward to at the start of the Brave season here this Friday with opening day? I'm looking forward to not watching badminton on ESPN anymore. You come up with a new weird sport every time we talk to you about that's this. That's all they have. I mean, you, uh, I wish I was lying. <laughs> I mean, that's what they've been putting on TV. All right, so you're excited to see something other than the fake sports they've been showing. Garrett, how about you? What are you looking forward to for opening day on Friday? That Fulty's not starting the game. <laughs> he just gave it two wow. runs. No, he did not. Are you serious? Yep. No, that was my big joke for the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, he didn't give up two runs. Yes, he did. It's five nothing. Why do I? Why do I put myself through this each week? 
That's a great question. That is a good question. Feel free to drop off. Jeremy and I will continue. <laughs> so, How's the weather up in New York, Jeremy? Uh, it's pretty nice today, actually. It's like 80 something. <laughs> it hadn't snowed yet because it's not September. So we've got a couple more months of nice weather. <laughs> that sounds Garrett, I'm so happy you asked what I was looking forward to with the upcoming Brave season. And opening day hold on, on I got, Friday, I got, it's, it's, it's I got, so thoughtful. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one more question for Jeremy. So you think you can get the Blue Jays up there in upstate New York? I hope so. I'm hoping they'll come up to Buffalo so I can drive over to the stadium and watch me some Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah. Or, or just listen to it in your car from the parking lot? Yeah, well, that too, I guess. <laughs> Are they? Well, they're letting... Are the Braves having any fans this year? Or I know the Falcons said they nope. were going to. No, Falcons said they're going to, no. but the Braves are not. Oh, man. No Braves fans. That's no. going to be bizarre to watch. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping this whole chop-on nonsense, with no fans this year, it'll kind of die off before fans get to go. We get to go back next year, and we'll just keep keep going on with the chop. So. It's the one positive. What are you looking forward to on Friday, Daniel? Oh, the, Jeremy, I'm so happy you asked. What? How thoughtful of you. And you're new. Garrett, do you have any other questions? You know, I don't want to cut you off. I know you've been a little bit uh, on edge here as as of late with these podcasts. Uh, I'll save those for later. Do you have a you, you, right. do you have a new Brave shirt or new hat for this year? <laughs> yes yes i do i bought it at the start of spring training originally though so it doesn't really count so i'm not buying the second one although i do think it'd be, we should do a giveaway of some sort with, with the, some braves gear you know garrett's big money garrett buy something so we can give it away but no i'm looking forward to uh to seeing what soroka does um seeing if he continues his uh sort of his hot stretch that he went on last almost all of last year uh and sort of seeing that but also i want to see freed freed I think really is it grew into that second starter and I uh, really want to see what he does throughout the year. And it's really, to me, the, the big question mark really is the pitching staff because, you know, after Soroka and Freed, as we're seeing tonight, Fulte is not somebody you can trust. Uh, Newcomb is the same way. He's got great stuff as well, but doesn't seem to have it between the years. And then Cole Hamill's throwing medicine balls. And apparently he's hurt for the whole year now. So the pitching staff went from what I think was a strength to all of a sudden being a little bit of a weakness. So interested to see what the pitching staff does as we, uh, as we go through the early part of the year. Yeah. Freed. I mean, I'm looking forward to Freed this year as a lot too. I mean, it's kind of been sad that we've had to wait this long. Cause I think he would have really had a kind of prove it kind of year for us this year. And we kind of lost half a season with this, but yeah, hopefully he continues to, to pitch the way he did at the end of the year last year. And am I right in remembering, if I remember right, Freed had a, a, a great year last year, end of the year strong, and then they didn't put him in the starting rotation for the playoffs. Is that right? Didn't he come out of the bullpen? Daniel, do we need to go back to playoffs? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just let's had a flashback. Like, let's stick to 2020. Yeah, let's, let's How did that happen? How did he get put into the bullpen and coming out of the pen when he was a, a clearly one of our best pitchers? I'd, Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not one of the biggest question marks on the pitching decisions from the playoffs. So. Yeah, that's, that's Soroka, I know. Good grief. 
Are y'all with me though on being a little bit concerned with the staff going into the you know into a sixty game season? What these guys or who we're going to see, you know, really three, four, and five are to me question marks. I mean, at least we'll have. I think the expanded roster will help us with that, just because we'll get to have some of the younger guys up on the on the team, and if they really pitch well, you know, that they'll have a kind of greater shot a lot earlier than they would have necessarily if we had you know the full year this year with Felix Hernandez and you know Cole Hamill so I'm hoping one of our young pitchers steps up that was my my thought too is seeing maybe one of those guys slide in as the fifth starter but I keep hearing Tomlin's name coming up as the fifth starter going into the season or going with you know just a, a, a group of guys from the bullpen you know throughout the game so I'm with you though. I'd rather see some of these young guys like Kyle Wright come in and get some starts as that fifth starter. And I believe Garrett had a dark horse at the beginning of the year that he was looking for too. That, uh, yeah, real talented dark horse, uh, big name pitcher. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna have, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig back into my archives if I'm. Oh, you don't like remember that. who it is. I'll, uh, yeah, just I'll take back, your time, Garrett. Take your time. <laughs> come, come back to me on that one. <laughs> to, St- to your point, I, I, I was really looking forward to Felix, King Felix and uh, Cole Hamels to start the year strong and kind of bridge that gap to one of the young pitchers, give him a little more time. Uh, so I was disappointed when King Felix bailed on the season. Uh, that, that run really hurt me. So, so Garrett, while you're I, looking I, while you're looking through your archives, aka the interwebs, sticking with the Braves, yeah, y- Yasiel Puig, last week was a Brave, and Jeremy and I were excited that he was replacing the bat of Marquegas in the lineup. was was a better defensive player in the outfield, would allow Azuna to uh, or Azuno if you're Garrett to uh, to move in and be DH, and then Puig tests positive, and the deal is no longer so. Jeremy, you think Puig is gonna is gonna come back once he can pass these COVID tests, or is is Puig an afterthought now? Oh, first part, Cal Mueller was your your guy, Garrett, just to go back to the past. But. Uh, yeah, he's one of them. Mueller, I think Schuster, <laughs> another one. Yeah, but uh, Swanson and Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we were. I mean. We were pretty excited about Puig just because, you know, why not? I mean, there's nothing really to lose bringing him in on a one-year deal in a 60-game season. I mean, if he, he if he gives you issues, you just cut him, and it's not really any anything lost. But, I mean, I, it still opens more time for Duvall, which I'm kind of excited about because, you know, I think he he played well into last year, and he just deserves some more time in the field. And hopefully we can get a, Ozuna, you know, just, doing some DH so we don't have to watch him play outfield and stick Duvall out. I think what's going to happen is I I don't think you're going to see Duvall like we'd like to see Duvall. I think you're going to see Enciarte. We're going to see him bat 125 for the first 40 games before they make a change and pull him out of the lineup. I hope they trade. That would be fantastic. But who's who's taking on Enciarte? Like nobody's taking on that deal for somebody that can't hit. But, I mean, we, I think we know what we have with them, and I don't think you know that we're going to see any improvement out of that. So Duvall at least give you a chance to get some upside there. 
Like, I mean, he he the way he hid in the playoffs last year. I mean, he he carried us for for two games, which you know, if we had a better performance in Game Five, if you knows. But how do y'all feel about Big City Matt Adams in the DH role? I'm stoked about yeah, it. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we can skip that one. We'll come back to that question. I just uh, is that is dark, that dark horse MVP dark horse MVP candidate? Is that really who who they're thinking we're going to do DH? A good bit or I don't know why else we signed him. Yeah, I, I don't know why we signed him either. But I think we have enough hitters to kind of you know with Ozuna and or if you want to do you know whoever's not playing third Riley or. Camargo. I'd rather see them in the right. DH role. I think Pache getting hurt. We're going to see more Ender. Yep. I, I'm with you, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's the one guy I don't want to see unless he's coming in as a pinch hitter or a pinch runner. What? Is Drew Watterson on the 40 day, 40 man roster? He is, yes. But he's, uh, he's listed as like a non roster invitee. So I don't. I'm assuming that means that he can be there to train and play, but isn't necessarily somebody that can get called up. Okay. And then we got Culberson too. That's kind of you know. Without he got added to the active roster today. Oh, that's good. Because I, I mean, I like Culberson. I think he adds a lot to the team. He's clutch too, and he can play about every position. So yeah, I'm with you. Inciarte doesn't doesn't add much. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, we don't see him as much as we're we're all thinking we are. Hopefully, we see a little more Duvall. I don't want to see Matt Adams either. Uh, that's 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 weak. Maybe unless Freddie's out and they're planning on putting him at first base. But I've got I've got another Braves baseballs. I've got a question about catchers. Oh. Why is Tyler Flowers still on the team? I'd rather see Culberson played some backup catcher role last year. I'd rather see Culberson as the backup catcher and Flowers not there. I mean, you got Shea Langleyers. Yeah, I mean, you got a number of younger yeah. players that I think you could plug in. They're not playing minor leagues, so it's not like they're going to lose anything by they're just sitting on the active roster. Oh, you got Darno and what uh, Contreras has been yeah. doing really well. Yeah. Is there a bigger looking guy that has less power? Like uh, Flowers is looks like this massive dude, then he gets up there and hits singles all day if he doesn't strike out. Yeah, I would I don't go easy with that hitting singles all day. <laughs> yeah, I'll take yeah. singles all day. If he if he doesn't strike out, if yeah. strikeouts are a little higher on that list for them. But so Braves baseball starts Friday. That's going to be I can't tell you how excited I am for that. We're going to have to put some stuff together of us watching uh, opening day on Friday because I know uh, you know without live sports for so long, that's going to be a pretty awesome awesome experience to be able to see. See baseball on Friday. So, is there any chance this little... all blows up before opening day on Thursday? Don't don't put that out there and mess this up for all of us, Garrett. It's been out there for months. I'm just asking. I think we're pretty good. Now. I mean, at this point, unless this whole team comes down with COVID, and then I, I don't know what they do at that point. I mean, yeah, no, I, I think it's happening. It's it, we're getting baseball. <laughs> Garrett, do you think we're getting baseball? Sure. I'll join in. I'll check back in at 4.05 on Friday. Oh, my gosh. And I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. So, 
the Hawks made a big move this week. They changed their jerseys again. There's no camera right now, although we're supposed to be getting live video of this here soon. Garrett, where are you, where are you with, with getting our live video going? Why is there a delay? Um, I'm checking with corporate. I'll have an answer <laughs> for you on Friday as well. So my shocked face that the Hawks changed their uniforms. It seems like they changed their uniforms about every year. Uh, apparently though, they say they haven't changed it since like 2016 when they went to this neon green and like checkered triangle uniform thing. And I wasn't a huge fan of it and that's okay. But eventually you just got to pick a Jersey and stick with it. Why does anybody in in any major sport change their uniforms more than the Hawks? Am, Am I crazy or do they seem to switch them all the time? I mean, I think you probably notice more than anybody. They, if they didn't make an announcement, I probably would have no idea. Yeah, especially yeah, since they're not the Hawks aren't going to play probably until December or January. Yeah, but oh, it's good to have the Hawks back. I mean, the the green thing was horrendous. The neon green and black checkered atrocity. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Yeah, it was it was a bad look. The new ones are at least a little cleaner. They look sharp. Uh, they bring back that old school sort of yellow uh, that the Hawks used to rock back in the day, uh, sort of a trim. Uh, like I said, I think they look good. One thing that sort of throws me off, I, I was hoping it was going to be on all of the uniforms, but it's apparently it's just on a black one, is they've gone with the Jordan logo on a black jersey, but the other jerseys all have the Nike checks. So I don't know what the deal is there. I, if, you're going, if you're going Jordan, let's go Jordan with all of them. Did they steal the well, ATL from the Falcons? Thank goodness they at least put Atlanta, all of the whole word, or Hawks. Well, the the Jumpman jersey was given the name Statement. Did you see that? Where they've they've named the different jerseys? No, are you serious? I have not seen this. The full red is called Icon. The all black is called Statement. And the all white uniform is called Association. Can we make a statement and make it to the playoffs? Stop changing jerseys. Amen. In the two thousands have the or this this decade, twenty ten to twenty twenty, have the Falcons changed uniforms more or had more playoff wins? The Falcons or the Hawks? I mean the Hawks. What did I say? Falcons. Yeah. Oh, oh Hawks is not even close. All of them. Just all of them combined. <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. Do we have how more many jersey se- changes many or championships? Teams? Like yeah. that's painful let's focus on making the team better (laughs) can we do that yes 100% I agree it's it's a distraction again I I get excited about jersey stuff like that I do but at this point with the Hawks I'm tired of it changing so often and I'm 100% with you let's focus on making the team better and stop trying to distract us with look at this flashy new jersey over here I mean none of us are buying jerseys at this point no, if you're a grown man that has somebody else's name on the back of your your shirt, there's something wrong. There goes half I, of our listeners. <laughs> if you're a grown man wearing a, a younger dude's name across the back of your shoulders, like that's not your son. Come on, yes, it's not your own child. There's like that's there's a problem with that. Stop buying jerseys with other people's name on it. 
Too old for that, people. How many jerseys do you own, Daniel? Uh, I own... Actually, <laughs> I do have one jersey in storage that I haven't worn since I was probably 18 years old. But I can't get rid of it because it's a Michael Vick jersey. Okay, that it's, that is a lie and you're a liar for saying it. Yeah. I've seen you I've, wear a jersey I've you. seen you win plenty of jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. That's your <laughs> 18 years old. Yeah. That is not true. I've not worn a Michael Vick jersey. That's the only jersey I own. You were not, I've eight, not, you worn were not my, 18 when Michael Vick was a starter. Uh, 02? 03? He was a starter in 02 and 03, wasn't he? I have a jersey, by the way. We went to a Falcons game and you were wearing a Mike Vick jersey. <laughs> so. All right, maybe I was 22 or 23. We all make bad choices when we're in our low, young so 20s. Take it easy on people listening that might wear jerseys. Cause... T-shirt jerseys also fall into this category. Don't wear your Braves t-shirt jersey with smolts across the back. Also, not allowed. No, I don't think that's the same thing. Oh, that's not the same. No, I wear, I've wore t-shirt jerseys before. I don't, not, yeah. not the same. You have a 360 t-shirt jersey that I purchased for you that I'm pretty sure you've thrown in the trash can. So we need to get that replaced for you. And my wife threw it in the trash can, I believe. Oh, man. We had no notes here about talking about jerseys, Garrett. We've gone uh, off the cuff, as you would say. Is that? Are you happy with this? I am very happy. I appreciate this conversation. <laughs> Garrett, do you have any stories from the beach while we're here off track not talking about sports? I do have a great story. I was trying to does it support. Sun, does it involve sunglasses? It does not involve sunglasses. I was trying to be a good friend and support you, Daniel, in your former coaching days at ET Booth Middle School. As yes, I, as, also known as Championship U. As I wore a wore ET Booth shirt and caused me to have a 45 minute conversation with somebody from Woodstock. <laughs> Sounds awful. That that I thoroughly hated every second of it. And during the conversation, did you tell him that you have a podcast that you talk about Atlanta sports? I don't think this this particular gentleman was into sports. He was in a Garrett. So, no. it was, it was, <laughs> oh my god! It, it was <laughs> it was definitely the low point of the vacation. I'm happy I could bring that to you with that t-shirt. I threw it in the trash after that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I'll also be getting rid of my ET Boost gear after this conversation. You never know when somebody's going to recognize you wearing the, the championship U gear and come up to you and ask you, how are you affiliated with this school of greatness? All right, so the Falcons and the NFL. So we have NFL stuff coming up right around the corner. Falcons uh, rookies reported today. Players are beginning to report get tested and uh, get moved in the facility, uh, which is exciting to start thinking about football right around the corner. And uh, the Falcons released their all-decade team for offense. Last week, we went through their all-decade team for special teams in defense, and shockingly, Matt Ryan was not listed on there as the best defensive player. Jeremy and I make a pretty good argument why he should be, and if you want to check that out, you can listen to the previous episode that Garrett fell asleep during. So, Garrett... Quarterback for the all-decade team for the Atlanta Falcons. 
you have any guesses? I, I, I put up an easy one for you, Garrett. I know you're coming back from vacation and a little tired. Well, we really only had one true quarterback this decade, so obviously it's Matt Ryan. Although easy I'm, choice, right? I'm sure Michael Vick got votes because <laughs> that's what Falcons <laughs> that's fans <true>. do. <laughs> that did not happen. Ryan was a unanimous selection for the all-decade team. Four Pro Bowls. Uh, considered one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, even though most people around here don't uh, don't recognize that. Forty-four over forty-four thousand passing yards since twenty ten. It's the second most yards in the league, and fifth most passing touchdowns in that time as well. So, definitely uh, been a staple here in Atlanta. The running back choice was a bit of a surprise to me, although Jeremy and I sort of called it last week. Was seeing Michael Turner there at the running back spot. Turner was just here for two, for technically three years uh, of that time span, 2010, 2011, and 2012. And uh, he was a wrecking ball for us. It was basically turn and hand the ball to Turner, and he did the rest. Yeah, I'd say no surprise there. I mean, I know some people might lean to Freeman, uh, but he split a lot of carries with Coleman. You know, so I, I have no problem with Turner. I mean, he was dominant for a couple of those years. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the better in the league. I don't know if Freeman ever got to the point where anybody would consider him one of the better running backs in the league. And he just didn't stay healthy. I mean, he had, what, one or two well, really I, good years. Well, and I think in that Shanahan scheme, it's really plug and play with running yeah. backs. So, I mean, he clearly – Concussions as well, but he really digressed when Shanahan left. I feel like he really emphasized the word concussions. I mean, I think he had eight of them. He probably doesn't remember, but. Wow. Oh my gosh. So I, you can't go wrong with Turner. When you look at the stats, it sort of jumps off even more. He had a combined 3,511 yards during that time span and had 33 rushing touchdowns. During that span, which Turner's is amazing. first season in Atlanta, I got lucky on the fantasy draft and was given Michael Turner and rode him all the way to a championship. So he's always got a special place in my heart. We might have to bring back some fantasy football. We uh, we stopped doing fantasy football as a group because it became a huge time commitment. We need to bring back some fantasy football. We also stopped because we had four. Maybe te- open it up. Open it up to the listeners. Yeah, we had four teams that didn't play every year, so kind of got that was also not very guess. true. Yeah, Jeremy's managing like three teams while he's commissioner. Most of the time, I just badmouth Jeremy and his work as commissioner to the point where he got frustrated and made me be commissioner. <laughs> and that lasted. We we had it for what eight or nine years. Daniel was commissioner for two years, and then the league ended. That is, a, that is a true story. Great job, Commissioner. <laughs> I put it out of its misery. I put it out of its misery. But we might have to look at bringing that back. I think that'd be pretty cool to, to do with the uh, with folks listening and have a uh, have a uh, fantasy football league with uh, with the Atlanta Sports Podcast listener base. Maybe do a uh, a draft of who gets to play with us and who doesn't. Any of Garrett's friends, you can't play. All right, so the fullback position, Jeremy, I'll let you take from here. Who they pick up uh, or who they select as the all-offensive or all-decade team on offense fullback? 
All right, so this is like our fourth time recording this because we can't hold it together. So I'm just going to throw out that the Falcon picked. <laughs> the Falcons picked Patrick DeMarco at the fullback position, and I'm going to pass it over to Garrett for the wide receivers. What's wrong, Daniel? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to, to compose myself over here after Jeremy let us know on multiple occasions of who his favorite who his favorite fullback is. So, uh, Garrett, who <laughs> who they take a wide receiver for the All Decade team? So, no surprise here. It's pretty straightforward. Roddy White and Julio Jones. Receiver one, receiver two. I don't even know if anybody else caught the ball in this decade. What about the tight end, Jeremy? <laughs> I mean, our tight end is pretty easy, I think. I mean, although some people were making a case for Austin Hooper, which was laughable. I mean, Tony Gonzalez is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Even though we, you know, we got his last couple of years, he was still outstanding. Yeah, to me, Tony Gonzalez is an easy pick. He he was meaningful in his time here. He made things happen, made players better around him. Uh, Austin Hooper does not do that. Uh, so I think Tony Gonzalez is the easy easy pick right there. And, uh, and helping Matt Ryan as he's early on in his career there, of helping him sort of develop and learn that position the way sort of through Tony Gonzalez's eyes. So I think it not just made the team better, but I also think made Matt Ryan better. Yeah, we missed him. As, like, I mean, it was obvious that he was missed as soon as basically he walked off the field. But we lost a whole element to our offense that we haven't got back since. Tony still looks like he can play too. So yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind the Falcons bringing him back this year. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, 100%. And the way he played, like it wasn't like he beat you with some amazing speed. Like he just outsmarted you with his route running. And then posted up on you like a like a basketball player and, and boxed you out for the ball. So that kind of skill set, you know, you don't you don't have to be the most athletic person in the world, although he was a phenomenal athlete too. All right, so the center position, Alex Mack is the choice. He's not unanimous. There's I'm I'm assuming other people had other other selections. I'm trying to think who was the other as I was who, going who through was here. The other selection? Uh, well, who is the guy that was here before Mac that was here for basically forever? Then there was a gap of maybe a year or two, and then Mac came. Todd McClure. Yes, there we go. So Todd McClure is getting the other other vote, I guarantee. Yeah, he was good, but he, uh, he's he, not Alex Mack. I mean, that's homerism if somebody's making that claim. Yeah, I think also you look at the number amount of time that um, – that Todd McClure was here as well, but I liked McClure. I thought, like I said, I thought he was solid. Okay, if we're gonna make, uh, uh, I've got another. If we're gonna make that kind of argument. It just matters how long somebody plays with the team. Can I make the case for Derek Coleman at fullback? <laughs> no, you can't make the case for Derek Coleman at fullback. I'd like to hear the case. <laughs> let's let's not hear that case again. Oh my gosh. So, yes, Alec Mack at center. That's fine. I've, that works for me. I don't. I'm fine without Alex Mack there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Our guards are. I don't understand the argument against Alex Mack. I mean, 
McClure was a really good player, but Alex Mack is, you know, top center in the league. So even at he, he has since the broken leg in the Super Bowl, he hasn't or not Super Bowl before right before the Super Bowl, he hasn't been the same player. He's lost a bit of a step. Well, he's also playing with like, and it could be that the guards around him are yeah, atrocious. That also could he, be. He's having to cover three positions out there. Yeah, he's playing with a gar- yeah. garbage guard. Which, I mean, it, it's really hard to be as bad as we've been at guard the last couple of years. I mean, it's you don't see other teams just rush up the middle on most teams the way they do on the on the Falcons. They they kind of ignore. Yeah, I'm hoping we get some seriously improved guard play this year. Yeah, they kind of ignore like rushing off the ends because they can just r- rush right up the middle of her, you know, and kind of take advantage of Mac on on both sides. Yeah, you make a good point, Mac. It is. I won't argue that anymore. Guard Andy Levitre and Justin Blaylock were the two guards selected. Man, I feel like Justin Blaylock was here for forever, and just one of those guys that just suited up was there, and you didn't have to worry about that guard spot. Uh, Levitre, I feel like had some health issues while he was here, but. Uh, when he was playing, that he was also a, a pretty decent, uh, decent, decent guard for us as well. Yeah, I mean the the line, yikes! Uh, <laughs> That's what I was left with. I thought our defensive line was bad. That's. <laughs> Jerry said he text messages mid-show to try to get me off point of what we're doing. If you'd like to know what Jeremy's been trying to tell me, you'll have to reach out to Jeremy on Twitter. Just uh, at ATL Sport Podcast. At ATL Sport Podcast. Ask for Jeremy. Yeah. Let him explain to you everything he's doing. You're a true professional, Daniel. You really hold it together. (laughs) There's no throwing you off your game. Not at all. There's there's going to be huge segments of this podcast episode that are deleted. But you know what? That's what we do. So, yeah, the offensive line, not necessarily part of the solution in Atlanta for the past several years. Jake Matthews is on that list. You got Tyson Claybo on that list. And then our flex there is Devontae Freeman for his, his time in Atlanta, what he did. He was good, but sort of like Garrett said, the concussions, I think, uh, causes not to see the best of him why he was here yeah i mean the the offensive line that look back that's your all decade offensive line hey mac you got you know two really good years from mac and then like you said we have seen a little bit of step back we'll see hopefully we're getting better guard play this year so we can get a better idea of what he has left because he plays i mean he plays every game you gotta give him that i mean he's he's always out there which is I miss the uh, the combo of Tyson Claybo and Harvey Dahl. Yeah, oh my goodness. Which I know was at the – I can't remember if, if Dahl was here a couple years into this decade. I know Claybo just barely had a, had a few seasons, but, man, they were nasty. Yeah, Dahl, they were, Dahl was a monster. I don't know. We just let him go for – sometimes we just let people go for no reason. Yeah. Like Dahl. I mean – Well, and, and I feel like we really lost – took a step back on the offensive line and – Having my, Matt Ryan's back. Yeah. Now, there's a couple years where Matt Ryan would get a late hit or, you know, get shoved around a little bit after the whistle, and nobody would come to his defense or yep. take a shot or back him up. It was just like, well, there's my quarterback getting shoved around. Oh, well. 
you know. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. Which which we had with Claybo and Dahl. You know, they're kind of the enforcers there to to keep uh, the defense in check. I mean, you just what I like. You'd hate the penalties they would get, but yeah, like you said, they defenders stopped doing that to Matt Ryan when when those two were around because you just saw people get demolished. Yeah, what I liked about Claybo and Dahl was the whistle would get blown, and then there was about a second or two where they'd keep blocking or push somebody to, all the way to the ground a second or two past the whistle every single time, knowing that that second or two is going to add up to later in the game where they could break a hole open for the running back or, or make a difference in the pass, pass game. I, I love the the attitude that those two played with, and I agree it's we we don't have that anymore. Mm-mm. No, Jake Matthews isn't pushing anybody around. Yeah, and he wouldn't – I mean – on a stronger team with a stronger line, I don't know if Jake Matthews is, would even be considered. I mean, he's an average guard, average tackle. Yeah, we yeah. don't pay him like an average tackle. No, no, no. Well, then the fact that Levitre is on our as the guard, I mean, he he was yes, that is that's a sad. He was one. okay. I mean, again, when he was healthy, yeah, when he was healthy, he, I mean, he was okay. He's re- replacement level probably. I mean, I like Blaylock better than. Levitre, but yeah, I agree. Blaylock was solid. I've got no issue with Blaylock being there. Um, I it, Harvey Dahl, though, again, not enough time in the in the yeah. decade, but yeah, he was. Yeah, he was only with the Falcons from 07 to 2010. But all right, gentlemen, 45 minutes. It's gonna get cut down from that. This might actually be like a 35 minute episode once I cut out all of the laughing. You're kind of, that you're uh, from Jeremy's jokes. Kind of inappropriate this episode, Daniel. So, Garrett, we do have a couple of minutes. I would like for you to go ahead and wrap up today with uh, your Atlanta United talk as they started the season. How uh, How's the football team in Atlanta doing? Uh, yeah, currently Atlanta United down one nothing at HT. I don't even know what that means. That's just what ESPN app is hot, telling me. Hot topic. Hot topic. There you go. Hot topic. Big hot topic for Atlanta United. I don't want to. I don't want to break it during the match so i'll save it for next week during the match while they're on the pitch yeah i don't know man speaking spanish again i think that's what they call the field i think yeah sure i don't know i'm just glad they started all right they found a reason to keep the hot topics open (laughs) that's the kind of episode this has been do they and with that do they sell oakley sunglasses at the hot topics oh all kinds of things Garrett, we can go next summer down there. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the latest sports podcast. See you next week. Bye-bye. I've been chiming in the whole episode. I can't carry you.